0: So let's turn to uh, Revelation chapter 2, and if you ever saw the series that I did on Reset, and we'll do it again, yeah, that's a good series on Reset, you'll know that this passage was very precious, Uh, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1. And to set it up, what you have is you have Jesus Jesus talking uh, through the angel to the churches, right? And he's talking to John. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ that he gave to the apostle John. And then he starts to speak to the different churches. And in this, this one, he's talking to the church of Ephesus. And what he's doing is he's telling Uh, The church at Ephesus really is telling them you're doing a good job for the most part. He's painting a picture of a church that is doing awesome, right? How would you like to hear from Jesus that you're doing awesome? Would that make you happy? If Jesus shows up at your house and goes, hey, you're doing a good job. Awesome. Like, it'd be nice. Like, if I came and told you, you know, you might respond like you just responded. But if he comes, you know, maybe you'll be like, glory to God, you'll call a friend, you know. Jesus just came here and told me I was doing a good job, right? If I come over, like, hey, you're doing a good job. Uh, Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate that. Yeah. But if Jesus came. So this is what's happening. Jesus is coming there. Now, It's not 100%, but I want you to look in here. I'm I'm going to give you a task. As I'm reading the picture that Jesus is painting right here, there's an indicator that everything is not great. There's an indicator that it's not all good. So let's look at it and just read that. So uh, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, say this. I know your deeds and your toil and your perseverance that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to test those who call themselves apostles and they are not and you found them to be false. And you have perseverance and you've endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary. Now, that's the picture that Jesus paints. Did you recognize the one thing in there in that picture in verse 2 and 3? Did you recognize the one thing in there that shows you everything's not what it should be? Anybody notice the word? Any guesses? Besides people that have been here forever? What's the word? The one word, huh? Toil. That's right. It says you've toiled. Now, why is that? Anybody ever gone to work and you get done with the work week? And you're like, if you we don't use the word toil very much today in today's language. But if you had a word that you could use like out of the King James and and you get to the end of the week, you'd be like, whew, I toiled this week. Anybody ever had one of those weeks? Man, I have. I've had those weeks preaching and being a pastor. Like, good gracious, that was a toil, right? Well, the reason why that kind of shows us something is that toil is not of God. Now, I want want you to see here, I want you to see the picture that he says. He says, now, listen, are we supposed to work? Yes. Are we supposed to work hard? Yes. Yes. But did you know that there's a difference between toiling and working hard? See, most people will say that toiling and working hard are the same, but it's not. It's not the same. There's a difference. And so here you have this church, and he's saying this. He says, I know your deeds. I I know what you're doing, and your toil." And that's the indicator that this is not where it needs to be. Something's off. And then he goes on to say, your perseverance. They persevere. This is a fruit of the Spirit. They're persevering. They know, they know what to do. You, know, you, you don't tolerate evil men. In other words, when evil comes into your church, you don't put up with that. You don't, you don't put up with that stuff. You don't tolerate it. No, you deal with it. You deal with your flesh, you, you know, this is a good thing. And then he says this, uh, you put to test those that call themselves apostles. Like the Bible gives us some standards on determining whether or not somebody is an apostle or not. And, and listen, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, they do exist today. They didn't pass away. And here's this church, you know, long after the, the apostles, most of the apostles are all gone, but yet you have people that are trying to be an apostle that aren't at this time, even though there were some good ones, there were some bad ones. And this church knows and has the knowledge how to test that. Like they've got some revelation, okay? And then he says this, and you find them to be false, and then verse 3 And you have perseverance and you have endured for my namesake and have not grown weary. That right there is one of the most amazing things. They've not grown weary? I don't know a Christian alive today. I don't know one that's not grown weary, that has not gotten worn out at some point. I don't know one, right? I know people that have tried. I've tried, but I've still grown weary, right? Right? He's, this is Jesus talking about this church saying, you've not grown weary. This is an amazing testimony. But then the very next verse says, I have this against you. You've left your first love. And he says, look, and if you don't repent and go back and do the things you did at first, I will remove you from your place. This first love really is fellowship. And let me tell you this. When we are out of fellowship with God, we will be in the wrong place. In other words, let's say that we have, did you know you can sing songs and praise and worship, and you can go after God, and you can amen, and you can hallelujah, and you can fall out on the floor, and that does not mean that you had any fellowship with Jesus whatsoever. It can all be fake, it can all be religious. You can read your word five hours a day and still be out of relationship with God. Look at the Pharisees. Jesus himself said, you search the scriptures looking for me. Is what Jesus said. You look for the Messiah. You search the scriptures. One translation I read one time said, You search the scriptures every day looking for the Messiah. But when the Messiah himself, the one they were looking for, comes and stands in front of them, did they welcome him and worship him? No, they tried to kill him. So, in other words, you can go through the steps of church but still not have relationship. And when in the word says in Acts 17, 28, then when we have relationship, we live and move and have our being in him. And when we are in fellowship with him, When we are in fellowship with Christ, that's where our source of strength comes from. That's where our power comes from. That's where it comes from. We can amen, hallelujah, fall out on the floor all day long, but you can do all that without fellowship. But when you get in fellowship with Jesus Christ, all of a sudden the power of God is released into your life, and all of a sudden you are not working Just by the sweat of your brow, you're working in the favor of God. And that's what we're talking about this morning is from sweat to favor. From sweat to favor. Uh, Turn real quick to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. And we're going to look at verse 17. Now, what's happened here is man has sinned. Mankind has sinned in Adam and Eve. And the fall has come. And along with the fall, along with sin, the wages of sin is death. death. Well, what kind of death are we talking about? We're not just talking about spiritual death. We're not just talking about physical death. The wages of sin is death to every blessing. It's death. It produces a lack in our lives. The wages of sin produces a lack in our lives. A lack in what area? Name it. If it's it's a blessing of God, sin brings lack to that blessing. It, it eliminates that. So if we're constantly saying yes to the flesh, but no to God, if we're constantly saying yes to sin, but no to holiness, no to godliness, then we're going to end up walking in a lack, right? One time, uh, Nicole and I were doing really good in our finances, and we had gotten out of debt and everything, and then uh, we, there was something where we missed it, like, Our heart was just a little bit off on something. And we basically stepped out of godliness. And before before you know it, we got in so much debt, we got in so, so much trouble. Why? Because when you step out of godliness, you move into the places of lack. And it starts to manifest in every area of life. It'll manifest in your finances. It'll manifest in your flesh. If you step out of godliness and out of fellowship with God, you start walking in those things. You're going to start stepping into the places of death and death will start to manifest in every area of your life. And so here's what you see here is they stepped out of God's holiness and they stepped into the places of death and lack. They stepped into this. And here's what you see in verse 17. Then then to Adam he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten now the wife, men don't jump on this. It just it wasn't just because it was a wife. It she yeah. I I can hear what you're thinking, guys. I I ain't listening to her ever again. No, that's not what it means. (laughs) I thought I I could get at least a few female amens out of this. You need to listen to your wife. She, She sounds a lot like the Holy Ghost more than you do a lot of times. But in this moment, she did not know what the Lord said, which was really probably Adam's fault as the head of the house. And then she felt she was deceived. But then Adam, and the Bible tells us, he was not deceived and he went along with the sin and he listened to her. instead. Watch this, this is important. He honored her more than he honored God. That's when they got messed up. A lot of people in, in marriages, what they'll do is they'll try to keep unity here at the cost of breaking unity here. So they'll try to keep unity with the spouse over unity with God. You know, l- let me show you a picture of what this looks like. Uh, well, you know, I, you know, my, my husband doesn't want me to go to church, so I just am going to sit home on Sunday. No, God already told you to go to church. He already told you to go. He already told you to tithe. He already told you to believe, to pray, to, to worship, to think on things worthy of prayer. It doesn't matter. It's, listen, he's already made those things plain. And he's commanded every person. So a lot of times, the, well, for unity's sake, and I'm, I'm trying to honor him. You're not honoring him by dishonoring God. That's not the way it works. That's what Adam did. That's what caused the whole fall. So a lot of times people try to keep unity even between friends and brothers and sisters and wives or children, and they're like, well, I'm just trying to keep the peace. Well, that's not the way to go about it. If you want to keep the peace, you walk with God. And when you honor God, then the supernatural has access into your life to help bring the peace in other places, you see? So then the supernatural, well, Adam didn't do that. And he listened uh, to the wrong voice. You know, what his wife's voice just represented a missing it, a deception. He listened that voice over God and then watch what happens here in uh, verse 17. And because you've listened to the voice of your wife and you've eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat from it. Uh, take this down a little bit. It's echoing. He said, you shall not eat from. It. Cursed is the ground because of you, Look at here, in toil you will eat of it. In other words, when you eat from this day forward, it's going to come by you toiling. Now this is not what God wanted for him. This is not God's plan that he had for him. He wanted more than that, but now because of sin, because of the curse, toiling has come. The sweat of their brow. Watch this, he says this, "...in toil you'll eat of it all the days of your life." Verse 18, "...both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you... ...and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground. Because from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return." So because of sin, because of the curse... Now mankind is walking under a curse, right? God didn't have to curse them. When they made the choice of sin, they stepped into the curse. They stepped out of the blessing and into the curse. And part of that curse was death to the favor and the blessing on the work of their hand the blessing will cause favor to come on you so that everything you put your hand to will work it'll just work it'll have favor but when we step into the curse then all of a sudden that blessing stops and we've got to sweat for what we do we've got to work hard we've got to work hard in the in the way the world looks at it and we've got to toil for it toil in proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 let's let's put that verse up proverbs 10 And verse 22. It's a great verse. It says, It is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow sorrow to it. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. No sorrow. You know what that word sorrow means in the original language? Toil. The blessing of the Lord, it will make you rich, it will make you wealthy, and you won't have to toil for it. You won't have to work by the sweat of your brow. I'm not saying that you won't sweat. I'm talking about the weight, the heaviness of work. I'm talking about, do you remember in, uh, in Matthew chapter 11, down at the bottom around verse 30, uh, 30, something like that? Matthew 11, I got it on your notes. 28 through 30, Jesus says this, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. If I see one more meme on Facebook that says, God never promised that it'd be easy, I'm, I'm going to just go on a tirade. He did promise. He, like, God never said it'd be easy. He just said we'd make it through. Lie. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. He did, actually, he did promise it would be easy. But your understanding of it is probably different than what God thinks about it. He did promise that it would be easy. So here's the question. Do you see the Apostle Paul in easy places? I mean, he said, how many times I've been shipwrecked in the deep. I've been beaten. I've been left for dead. I've been done this and that. Does that look easy to you? And then people use that and say, well, see, it wasn't easy. No, you misunderstand what's actually going on. And you misunderstand the grace and the power of God. Do you remember Stephen when he got stoned to death in Acts, uh, what is it, chapter 7? And here he gets stoned to death. Well, do you think getting stoned to death is easy? Some people are like, what in the world? Like, I am so confused right now. (sighs) Does it ever write there that Stephen felt the stones? No, it doesn't. What it writes is that while he's getting stoned, all he sees is the Son of God standing at the right hand of the Father. And in the midst of being stoned to death, if you're looking with physical eyes, you see a hard time. But if you see what the Holy Spirit wrote right there, I feel the Holy Ghost on this right now. If you see what the Holy Spirit actually wrote right there, in the midst of him being stoned in the flesh, he wasn't feeling not a one of them. He, listen, Jesus said, I have tasted of death. I, I, ta- I have taken the sting. Death, where is your sting? Where is your sting? There was no sting of death in Stephen. He wasn't feeling the stones. He was feeling the glory of God. And while his physical body was was being beat, I don't think he felt a piece of it. He's standing there. He starts worshiping God. And listen, Jesus is not standing there going, "Oh, look, there's another martyr." No, Jesus is up there in on from the throne and he was sitting. All of a sudden, he goes, "Look at my son." Look at my child. Look what he's doing for me right now. Father, pour your glory out. And he doesn't fill a one of them. You see the same thing when Jesus is in the boat. I use this all the time. You remember they're in the boat? These guys, were most of them were fishermen. They'd been on a boat before. They'd been on a boat before, right? They knew what a storm looked like. They knew what things looked like. All of a sudden, they're in the boat. And this death storm, this demonic storm comes up. And it's trying to kill them. It's trying to come and wipe them out. And these disciples that had been on there, look, they are fearing for their life. So when you understand that this was a demonic storm, this was no little thing. This was a storm. And they were scared. They're like, and then they go, Jesus is asleep on the pillow. Like, I mean, can you imagine the disciples saying, like, Jesus? Like, can you not feel the rock in Jesus? Like, what are you doing? You're sleeping. And Jesus, like, you know, maybe he was snoring. I don't know. He had a flash. You know, maybe he was knocked down there, like, how dare he snore in a time like this? Doesn't he know that this is serious? It's serious. We're about to die. Jesus! Asleep on the pillow. Then he, Now, watch. Jesus comes up on the deck. What does he do? I, I can imagine. Like he's not bothered. Right. I don't know if he did that, but it, it's one of those things where you can tell that Jesus is not bothered. Peace, be still. And he speaks with the authority of heaven. He speaks with the freedom and the strength and the peace of heaven. And the demonic storm responds. But then he doesn't stop there. Then he goes, I get to pick on y'all. Then he goes, O ye of little faith. What? 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 It was a death storm. And then Jesus says, what's wrong with you? Now in that, can you imagine, okay, you're you're over on the shore. I don't know that they had binoculars then, but... You're on the shore, you're watching this thing take place out here and you're looking on with binoculars and you see the boat in the storm and it's getting tossed all around. And, and somebody, a bystander on the shore, if they were able to look in and see it, they would see all the people in one situation. But the difference is there were two different types of people. One person was in fear and heavy and toil and the other person was completely at ease. Same situation, different revelation. Same situation, different revelation. Jesus was in ease. He wasn't toiling. disciples were toiling. So what that shows us is we can step into hard situations but know who we are and know what God has done and we can operate even in a hard situation in the easiness of heaven. We can drop toil at the feet of the devil and say I'm not partaking in your toil. I'm not partaking in these things. I'm going to walk in easy and light. This verse, he, this verse in uh, Proverbs 10.22 in the Amplified it says this. The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Neither does toiling increase it. Hear that. Toiling does not increase the blessing in your life. How many people do you know, in Psalms 127, verse 1 and 2, it says this. It says that if you rise up early and go to bed late, you are working in vain. You are in vanity. You are in pride because you think that your toiling is going to increase the blessing. That's what it's saying. You think that toil and taking on weight, taking on all the sweat, the hardness of it, and not walking in the ease. What's the ease? The ease is, remember, what did he say? Oh, ye of little faith the ease is Lord it doesn't matter what I face I know that you will be with me it doesn't matter what I feel I know that I can enter the rest I can enter your rest and I'll walk through this and the blessing. Will bring a richness. And we're not just talking about finances. The blessing will bring a richness to my health and I'll be healed. The blessing will bring a richness to my finances and the accounts will be full. The blessing will bring a richness to my peace and I'll be able to walk through life with a smile. The blessing will bring a richness to restoration in my family. The blessing will bring a richness to what I have been in bondage and I'll be free. The blessing. And and toil won't add to that. So I don't have to sit there and sweat and struggle over it in pressure. I just have to walk in faith that God's got this. He's on my side. He's paid the price for it. And I'm going to walk. In the ease of Jesus Christ. I'm going to take his yoke and he's going to take my burden. I'm going to take his yoke on me and I'm going to walk in ease and not heaviness. And I'm not going to be rebuked by Jesus for for fretting and toiling. I'm going to be praised, well done, good and faithful servant because I trusted him. And then I'll walk in the richness. I'll walk in those things. Look at this. Uh, Let's look at Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. Luke chapter 5 verse 1 through 11. Let me show you a way of God and his ways are holy. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats lying on the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little way from the land, And he sat down and began teaching people from the boat. From the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Let down your nets for a catch. Let's switch that uh, to the King James here. Let down your nets for a catch. In verse 5, And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night. We've toiled and we have taken nothing. What's the fruit of toil? Nothing. 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 Matter of fact, they're like, don't you know we worked hard all night? We've called nothing. Don't you know we've toiled? We've swept. We call nothing. Like, you got to think about this. I mean, they didn't know that he was the Messiah yet, not fully. They didn't have full revelation of it. But think about this. Regardless of whether or not they knew it or not, what they were saying, and this is important, what they were saying to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is, you don't know what you're talking about. We told. See, many times in our life, we've not known these principles of God. And we're like, and, and the preacher will get up and say, look, your life is going to change because you know Jesus. And then we're at, well, let me tell you about my situation because my situation's special, my situation's different. And what we're doing is, whether we recognize it or not, we're telling Jesus, don't you know I've been working hard? And what we're stepping right into is the fruit of the curse instead of the fruit of the blessing. Don't you know that I've tried so hard? Uh, If anybody knows, Jesus knows. But here's what I know about him. His promises are true. Every day, every morning, his mercy is refreshed. All of his promises are yes and amen. And I know that it's the blessing of the Lord that makes every part of my life rich and he adds no toil to it. I know that he's got life for me and life to the full till it overflows. I know that he's got healing for me and he's paid the price with his stripes to walk in divine health. I know that restoration is mine. And and why is this important? Because over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, it says this. Through abundance, you will do every good work. See, if you're walking in toil, you're not going to have abundance. And if you don't have abundance, you're not going to do every good deed that God's called you to. And so we're not just talking about you filling up your bank account. We're talking about what are you doing with what you have. You know, all he needed was a couple of loaves and fishes to feed 15,000 people. What could he do if you were in abundance? What could he do with you if you're walking in abundance? But you're not going to walk in abundance by the sweat of your brow and the toil. He gives you the blessing to make you rich and he adds no toil to it. This is his way. So they say, look, uh, don't you know, Jesus... We've toiled all night. See, they're putting on toil. Oh, this is strong. They're putting on toil like a badge. Hey, I've been there. I've done that. I got the t-shirt. Preacher, don't tell me how to run my business. I remember one time, it was a businessman, somebody close to me. And, uh, They were struggling, they were toiling, and it just wasn't working. It wasn't working, it wasn't working. And I said, I said, I got a series you need to listen to. Preacher, I don't need your series. I need my business to work. Look, man shall not live by bread alone, or toil that gets the bread, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And when when they finally started listening to what I was saying, everything started to go up because it was the Word of God and the promise of God and His goodness and His love that brought the blessing into their life. They could toil all night. They could toil all life and catch nothing. Or they could listen to the things and the principles of the kingdom of God and walk in it. Preacher, don't tell me. We've toiled all night. But praise God they were wise enough that even though they didn't believe and they didn't know it, they were just obedient. They were obedient. And here he says this. Simon said, Master, we've toiled all the night and we've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, that they began to sink. Now you've got two ships sinking right. off of one catch. Right. One yeah. word of God yeah. and everything changes. Yeah. We're not talking yeah. about toil. We're talking about the blessing. Yeah. All we've got to do is hear from the Lord. Operate in His ways. Be obedient obedient and willing and you will eat the good of the land from sweat to favor all of a sudden they had no favor all night long they sweat they worked so hard they had no favor whatsoever they listened to the voice of the Lord they put a little bit of faith on it just a touch And all of a sudden, the favor of God started to explode in their life. And listen, their favor, this is a great picture of evangelism, the kingdom of God too, because their blessing was not just meant for them. It was meant for their partners too. It was meant for the people next to them. It was meant for their neighbors. It was meant that their abundance would start to overflow into the lives of the people around them. It was meant that their abundance would be there so that they could do every good work. Listen, I could use every one of you in here to be a millionaire. Anybody like that? Would anybody uh, like amen that? Amen. I could use that. Why? Because if you're walking in that kind of blessing, when we say, hey, we're going to go do a victory day and we need, to, we need to have some money to serve the community, you'll be like, well, how much do you need? Right. Yeah. Amen. I could yeah. use some people that get this. And this in money, you know, again, this is not just about money. This is about fretting. Versus peace. Abundance versus poverty. Sickness versus health. Bondage versus freedom. It's abundance in every way and you don't have to struggle for it anymore. Why? Because he adds no toil to it. Then all of a sudden he says, look, and I love this. I love love Peter's heart here. He says they came, they filled both the ships. They both began to sink. When Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Now, he didn't have to say, Depart from me. But what he recognized is, I thought I knew something. And now I've come in touch with somebody who really knows something. And I've messed up. and, And Lord... Just, I don't even know what to say. It's the same thing like in Isaiah, where Isaiah says, I'm a, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I'm, I'm from a people of unclean lips. But then Jesus answers the same way. You don't have to go. You, you just give me yourself, and I'll clean you up. You just give me you. And so the coal comes, the fire of God comes, and purges where he was. And all of a sudden, the next verse, Isaiah says in Isaiah 6, Here I am, Lord, send me. So he went from being so condemned, I've messed up, I've done so much wrong, and he went from being that to saying, Lord, send me. Let me be used by you. Let, I'll take it. I'll run with it. I'll walk in your blessing. I'll walk in your abundance. Send me. And it's the same thing with Peter. He's saying, get away from me, Jesus. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And then all of a sudden he moves into the place where he says, Lord, I'll serve you. And he stands up in Acts chapter 2 and he preaches like a house of fire and 3,000 people come into the kingdom. No matter where you've been or where you've fallen in this, you may have toiled all your life up to this moment. But what God's saying is, I'm not telling you this to get you in condemnation. I'm telling you this so that you will see there is a higher level of operation. And I don't care where you've come from or what you believed up to this point. You are ready to go and be obedient. And if you'll be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land and you will produce the fruit that God's called you to produce produce. Everyone here in this message, God can use you and he will use you. If you'll just turn your heart and say, Lord, I'll be used by you. And then he says this, he says, for he was astonished and all that were with him of the draught of fishes with which they are taken. You see two different ways. One way of the world and toiling then you see the way of Jesus. Let me give you a word. Throw your nets on the other side. Boom! Favor of God. Instant manifestation. Have you ever wanted life just to work? Like, I just wish life would work. I just want it to work. This is it. But we've got to be willing to drop the toil. See, the disciples in the boat with the storm, they would never get out of the storm until they put their faith on Jesus. They would, Peter would never walk on the water until he put his eyes on Jesus and his way. In other words, he's asking you to do something that a lot of times doesn't make sense. It's not logical. Why? Because you've been taught from this, you've got to work and you've got to work hard. We do things the old-fashioned way. We earn it. Y'all remember that commercial? Yes. And the ones that don't, they're like, you know, young. And, uh, but we do things the old-fashioned way. We earn it. Listen, you couldn't earn what Jesus can give you. Jesus can give you something that you could never earn, but he earned it for you, and now he's given you the ability just to walk in it. Glory to God. I can just walk in his blessings because he loves me, and he's got a good plan for me, to bring me a future and a hope, not for calamity, not, not to have bad things happen, but for good things to happen because Jesus paid his life for it. He carried death, So that you could walk in life. He carried toil so that you could walk in favor. He says, look, you've, you've toiled all your life. But I'm about to show you there's a different way. And that blessing was not just meant for you. It was meant for your partners. It was meant for your neighbors. It was meant to take it to the community. Then he says this. He says, Verse 10 And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, hear this, they forsook all and followed him. Are you willing to forsake the ways that the world has taught you to walk in his ways? I promise you, his ways are better. His ways are better. We're going to one last point here, and I think you'll like it. Watch this. You remember in Genesis three, when the curse came, what came up out of the ground? Thorns. And look, look here. This is Luke eight fourteen. The seed, the parable of the sower. The seed which fell among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard and as they go their way they are choked with worries and riches and the pleasures of this life and they bring no fruit to maturity. If you back up where he's telling the actual parable, that's the explanation. But if you back up it says that the seed of God, the word of God is sown but the thorns choke it out. The thorns choke it out. The toil, the, the I've got to go and do this, and while I'm doing this, all of a sudden the seed that actually would bring the blessing and add no toil to it, I'm letting toil choke the fruit of my life. It's the thorns that choke it out. It's the giving myself, well, I've got to go work hard. I would help with the church, but I've got to go work. I've got to go do this right now. And, you know, I've got to go do this. You're taking the pressure of that. You're taking that pressure on your life. And all of a sudden, that pressure, that toil, is choking out the fruit that God's got planned for you. Uh, A few months ago, uh, Will, uh, he came. We were doing the victory uh, night, the the toy fest over in uh, Troy. Troy Toy Fest. We had over 600 people there, gave a, gave a toy around Christmas, gave a toy to them uh, in December. Everyone 12 and under, it was awesome. There was, how many people came to the Lord at that? It was over 500 or so. Yeah, it was awesome. And here it is. But we had, ran into some problems with the flyering, and we needed to flyer in the middle of the week. And uh, I think you were off that day, but you had plenty of stuff to do. And uh, he had plenty of stuff to do. All of a sudden, he sits in there. He says, "Uh, you know what? If I don't go flyer, there might be somebody that doesn't come. And so he put the toil to the side and said, "Let me go do what God wants me to do. What what He's led our church to do. Let me go be a part of." It. He showed up. He and I got out there and flyer. And man, it added to me. It blessed me just for him to be there. But he said, "I'm going to be there." It, it was in that same day that you were telling me all the blessings that were coming into your life, all the blessings, the the uh, bonuses and the promotions that you had gotten after working like ten years, never getting a promotion. All of a sudden he starts doing things God's way and all the things he had toiled and didn't come I'll do it God's way all of a sudden they start coming in his life don't let toil choke out the fruit of God which is better the fruit of your own work or the fruit of God's work it's God's work will always outweigh it the fruit of his hand will blow away your work the fruit of what he did will blow that away he says this, Luke 6:44, "For each tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns. You don't move into fruit by toil. You don't move into fruit by just the sweat of your brow. Look, we're supposed to work and we're supposed to work hard, but there's a difference when you're working in the ease of God's word or working uh, hard the way that mankind has taught you. There's a difference between, there's a weight. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. If we're in toil, if we're, in, if we're sweating over something, if we're fretting over something, if there's a heaviness to it in that way, it's, something's wrong. It's an indicator that I'm not walking in the fellowship with God the way I need to. There's an ease, there's a favor. When we started, some of y'all know about Connection Show, it's a, it's a weekly show that we shoot and we recorded and, and it was something the Lord told us to start several years ago. And Nicole and I started it, and we stepped into that. When we when we started Connection Show, we had three cameras that were like $150 a piece, $150, $160 a piece And they weren't great, but it's what we had, right? It's what we had in our hands. And we just started to put... All of a sudden, it was the most amazing thing. God started bringing people that knew what they were doing. And it was like just easy. Why? Because we were being obedient to what He told us to do. Whereas so many other things... Like we've tried to make it, tried to do it ourselves. We've toiled over it and it just never seemed to work. And then we open up this. Lord, I know you're telling us to do it. And all of a sudden it just fell into place. Same thing with the victory nights that what we're going to do in Locust. We started doing that all of a sudden. I had people that were calling me and saying, they didn't even know what we were doing. They're like, I got some toys you need some toys? Yes, we need some toys. And I, I go to get my hair cut. I come back, my car's full with toys. I, I got it on the way back from getting my haircut with a car full of toys. I go by to get uh, something checked out on the car. and, and the guy there says, "Hey, um, what is all these toys for Well, we're doing this thing and that. He said, "Go write him a check so that they can bless the community." I'm like, man, Do you know how long I prayed for that and toiled in prayer before? But yet when you just are obedient to God, all of a sudden stuff starts to work. Fruit doesn't come from thorns. It doesn't come from toil. It comes from obedience and willingness to Him. The best place you can be is in His Word where He's told you to be. Watch this. I'll just quote these to you. You can look them up. 1 Peter 2.24 and Matthew 8.17. In these two verses, we see something about Jesus. That when he went to that cross, it says he bore in his body our sicknesses and he bore our sins. So we know that on that cross, he bore our sins and our sicknesses. We see that when he was on that cross, he carried the weight of our sins. He carried the weight of our sicknesses. When he was on that cross, he carried the weight of our sins and our sicknesses. Now, why did he do that? What does that mean? He did that because he didn't want you to carry the weight of sin. He didn't want you to carry the weight of sicknesses. And whatever he carried on that cross, you no longer have to carry. Now the, the devil will try to remind you about all your mess. He'll try to remind you about all your sin. He'll try to remind you about all the bad stuff and the weight and, and all this stuff. And all you got to do is look to the cross and say, no, I'm not carrying it anymore because he already carried it. Why would I carry something twice? Could Jesus not carry it right the first time for me to try and carry it myself? I can get myself in toil trying to carry something that he already carried. This is why he said, cast your cares on me because I care for you. In other words, Jesus was saying, you can never carry the weight of life the way I can carry it. And for you to think that you can carry it is pride. But if you'll step over into the place and you'll say, Jesus, you've already carried it for me. You've got mail. And he says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about a thing. Fear not. Why? Because he's already carried it all. If he carried it on the cross, it's no longer left for me to carry. It's already handled. It's wrapped Wrapped up with a bow and sent back to hell, and that's what you should do when it tries to come into your life. Say, No, I don't even receive that junk, I don't receive that sickness, I don't receive the weight of sin, the condemnation of sin, I don't receive any of it. Go back to hell. Jesus already paid the price, He's already set me free from it, and I'm gonna walk out the freedom that He's paid for. But let me tell you something. Sins and sicknesses is not all that he carried on that cross. If you remember, the Bible tells you in the scriptures on your notes that the soldiers fashioned a crown of thorns. And when they fashioned the, the crown of thorns and placed it on its head, Jesus was saying this for you. Every bit of toil in your life, I'm going to be crowned with toil and sweat and blood so that you can be crowned with favor and never again do you have to carry the toil and the sweat and blood when you do things it'll work when you do things and set your hands to things the blessing of God will be in it you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the field you'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out you'll be blessed in in your work you'll be blessed in your house you'll be blessed in your animals and the fruit of your produce you will be blessed because I'm carrying the toil for you. The, the curse that was in the earth is no longer yours to carry. I'm tearing, I'm taking the, the weight of toil. I'm taking the weight of hardship. And I'm carrying it so that you can walk Amen. in freedom. That you can walk in the fullness. And when you put your hand to something, it will be blessed. Yes. Amen. Now I don't know who you are. I don't know everybody that's in here today. But I know this. I know we have carried toil and weight in our life. And God wants that toil to not be in yours. He wanted it so much. You know, he he didn't have to handle the toil on the cross. He didn't have to handle the thorns. All he had to do was give his life for sin. He didn't have to take those stripes for us to be healed, for us to, to come back and know God and go to heaven. He didn't have to do that, but he decided, I want to. And he decided, I want to to take that crown of toil, the crown of thorns, and I want to be crowned with that so that people can be crowned with favor. They can move from sweat to favor, from toil to blessing. And he carried it so that you'll never have to again. The only thing it takes to walk in that is, Lord, I trust you. I believe in you. And he, and he wants us to walk in that blessing not just for ourselves, but for the people that are around us too. So that all of a sudden the joy in your life can be full. So that when people see you, they say, oh, man, something's different about them. Something is different. I need what they have. I need what they walk in. And this morning, I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know what your life's been. But if you have felt the weight of toil in your life, today is your day. Today is the day that everything can change. That you can say... Hey, I've been trying to put this crown of toil on my own head, but I'm not going to carry it anymore. Jesus has already carried it for me. I will not walk in that toil and in that pressure anymore. I will walk in the blessing and the glory of God. I'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out. I'll be above and not beneath, the head and not the tail, in the city and in the field. Everything I set my hand to will carry the favor and the crown of God's favor on my life. And if that's you and you want that, I just want you to just raise your hand and say, I want to walk in the fullness of God's blessing. I don't want to toil all night and not receive it. I want to walk in the fullness of God's blessing. I want to walk in everything. All of that starts at one place. Fellowship with Him. Fellowship with Him. Fellowship with Him. In Him we live and move and have our being. Jesus does this so many times. He says all throughout the word. He says this. If you want me, you got to come after me. you got to be hungry for me. But if you'll come after me, I'll bring my life into yours. Now, I just invite you right now. If somebody wants to grab this table, I just invite you. Let's just stand on our feet, play a little bit of music back there. And I just invite you right now to come right up here and say, my days of toil are over. It doesn't matter if it is, you know, that you need, you need some life in your finances. It doesn't matter if you need life in your, in your health. It doesn't matter, hey, I've just been carrying a weight and I don't want to carry it anymore. I invite everybody, come up now. I invite you all. Lord. Today, I need something different. I need something to change. I need difference in my life. And Lord, I'm saying, I'm saying publicly, I'm saying, Lord, I need you. I need the supernatural in my life. I'm tired of carrying that weight. I need the overflow. It's time to get serious with you. It's time to, hey, it's time just to see your, you're supposed to be so great. I want to see it. I need it. I can't live without it. Today's the day for everything to change. And so let's just bow our heads right now. And no matter where you're at, you're welcome to come up at any time. But I'm going to tell you something. When you get serious with God, He gets serious with you. Hear that. When you get serious with God, He gets serious with you. And many times what we need to do, don't let fear hold you under the crown of thorn but step out in faith don't be like, like the disciples who were still learning learn from their mistake and say Lord we're not going to have little faith I'm going to step out with you today if you need to step up here go ahead and step up here God's calling you now Lord I need to change And maybe you need to know Jesus maybe you've never known him you've never given your life to him maybe you have but you just need some you need fullness to come into your life That crown of thorns has been whipping my tail, and it's time for it to come to an end. If that's you, say amen. I need to walk in freedom. And just, you know, it's not me. It's Jesus. It's Him. So just close your eyes right now. Maybe throw your head back and just raise your arms like you're receiving from Him. Lord, I need you today. I need you today I need your fullness in my life and I just receive from you you know almost like your arms are a a funnel and Lord everything you're pulling out I receive it all (laughs) I need every bit I need every bit if that's you in any way on any level from the small things to the great I want you just to pray because it's in Jesus that everything changes It's in fellowship with Him. And I want everybody in here to pray this prayer. I invite anybody else, if you feel like you need to come down and you need to... You Listen, the Lord likes it when you make it public. I'm making a decision. I'm not just talking about being born again. I'm talking about I'm deciding to have faith in you and to move from toil to favor. I'm deciding for you today if you need to step out step out now please God's waiting on you don't let fear hold you back and hold you under that crown anymore I'm receiving the favor of God amen. amen I'm walking in the favor of God and everybody in here pray this prayer pray it with me pray it out loud don't say it in your mind say it with your mouth just say father right now I make you the Lord of my life. You're the director. You call the shots. And I'm obedient. Your Bible says that if I'm willing and obedient, I'll eat the good of the land. And today I'm deciding that I will walk with you. And if I've had any sin in my life, up to this point I confess it to you I have been a mess and I need your forgiveness and I receive forgiveness and I repent I turn I won't keep doing it you're the Lord not my sin not my flesh you're the Lord of my life I believe you died for me that, you took, that sin, you took the weight of that sin. The weight of sickness. The weight of sickness and the weight of toil. The weight of toil on, you. on you. And I believe that you died. And I believe. That God brought you back from the grave. And where you were at the lowest low. The you, the lowest low. you came up underneath me. AND you were, YOU WERE LIFTED UP. AND ON YOUR WAY UP, YOU GRABBED A HOLD OF ME AND YOU LIFTED ME UP. YOU DID NOT LEAVE ME THERE. HALLELUJAH! You, I AM NOW SEATED WITH YOU IN HEAVENLY PLACES WHERE THERE IS NO LACK, THERE'S NO SICKNESS, NO TOIL, NO DISEASE. No sin. sin. And I'm living in you. you. And I'm going to walk a life of fullness. To it overflows. overflows. In Jesus' name. name. Glory to God. If you believe that, just shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want you to pray this. Say Jesus. Jesus. The Bible says. says That you would baptize me. With the Holy Ghost and fire. And I ask you right now, fill me, overflow me with the Holy Spirit and fire so that I may walk like you've asked me to walk. Lord, right now I just pray. Lord, let them be blessed in every way. Let let everything be sealed. Angels, guard their hearts and their minds. Lord, thank you. Holy Ghost, seal their hearts and their minds to walk the way you want them to walk, to walk empowered by you, to walk in your blessing, to walk in your goodness, to walk in the fullness of everything that you have. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Glory to God. Father, right now, release your anointing in every way in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just declare, I prophesy right now that the days of toil are over in their lives. If you receive it, shout amen. Amen. I receive no toil. Glory to God.